In episode 425 with Cassandra Bodzak, we talk about manifestation and how to manifest anything you want, plus so much more. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl, Open Wide and Comparisonitis. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating. And wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Guess what, my beautiful friend? My fourth book, Comparisonitis, How to Stop Comparing Yourself to Others and Be Genuinely Happy is out right now. Number one, New York Times bestselling author and social media sensation Jay Shetty said, never before has a book been more needed. Future generations will thank Melissa for shining a spotlight on comparisonitis. And multiple New York Times bestselling author Gabby Bernstein said, since Melissa refers to people who have recovered from comparisonitis as unicorns, I suppose that makes this a sort of unicorn training manual. I'm so grateful that such a manual has arrived. It's been infinitely helpful to me. Head to comparisonitis.com or Amazon to get your copy today. Hey, beautiful. Welcome back to the show. I'm very excited about this episode because Cassandra is giving us her exact four-step manifestation process. And I also share my manifestation process. So this is perfect for anyone wanting to manifest what is on their heart right now. And for those of you that have never heard of Cassandra, she is a thought leader and best-selling author and a sought-after on-camera personality and speaker in the mindfulness and personal development world. She is also the host of the popular spiritual podcast, Divine Downloads. And you may have seen her on ABC's The Taste with Anthony Bourdain as the happy, healthy living guru, or in her work with Shape, Eating Well, Huffington Post, Teen Vogue, Thrive, Fabletics, Lululemon, Soul Cycle, and many more. She has been called an award-winning thought leader and intuitive coach in Forbes, and a spiritual leader by Well and Good. She helps people all over the world learn the process for bringing their soul's desires into their everyday reality through her online group program, Divinely Design Your Life, as well as through all of her free content she shares on her YouTube channel and social media. And for everything that we mention in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes. That's over at melissarambrosini.com forward slash 425. Now let's dive in. Beautiful Cassandra, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here, darling. But before we dive in, can you tell us what you had for breakfast this morning? (laughs) I love it. I had a smoothie. It was bananas, strawberries, blueberries, and dates and chia seeds. Mm, Yum. Delicious. I love that. Okay. So I am so excited about this topic, manifestation. It is something that I've spoken a bit about on my podcast, and it always does so well, which shows me that people want to learn how to manifest and they want to manifest different things in their life. It's such a hot topic, and so many people want to know how to do it. And we're going to get to the how-to in a moment. So buckle up, guys. And whether it's wanting to manifest your dream job or your dream relationship or better health, there's so many things that we're going to cover. But before we go to the how-to, I want to talk to you about what you have manifested in your life. Can you tell us some of the things that you have manifested and how did you get to where you are being an expert on this? Oh my gosh, I love that. That is so fun. So I have manifested a lot of fun and amazing things in my life. The first thing I started manifesting when I was much younger (laughs) was I would always manifest these free vacations. 
And oh my God, it was so fun. It was like the strangest superpower. <laughs> and my, my girlfriends back when I was living in New York, they used to like kind of like tease me about it. They'd be like, Cass literally just like thinks I want to go to an island. And like someone emails her, hey, you want to go to an island for free? <laughs> and it was just amazing. Or I'd get like a job opportunity to go to Italy or to go to Barcelona. It was That was one of the first things I started manifesting. And that was really fun because I love to travel. And I think also it was easy for me because I was so playful in it. So it wasn't like really like gripping it or anything. It was just like, oh, I, you know, it'd be fun to go here. It'd be fun to go there. And on so many ways, I wasn't even trying. And then when it started getting really juicy, I manifested more people coming to my blog. The time I'd had a blog for a few years and I started manifesting that like blowing up and people paying attention. I manifested clients emailing me before I even, you know, had like any strategy or package or anything like that. I manifested being on ABC's The Taste, which was is a cooking show with Anthony Bourdain and Nigel Lawson and Marcus Samuelson. And so it's a big show. My first like kind of part of my career life, I was a vegan gluten-free chef and I had a vegan gluten-free blog and it was all about loving your body and connecting to your body's wisdom. So that's how that makes sense. (laughs) And so that's how I, I started manifesting that. I manifested my first book deal. I manifested a role, an acting role during that time as well. And yeah, it's been nuts. I manifested my first apartment in LA in Santa Monica when I moved. And what else did I manifest? More recently, I manifested this book and I also manifested my fiance. Sometimes I feel like weird saying that because I don't think men love it when (laughs) you say that you manifested them. But ladies, we know it's true. I manifested him. (laughs) I even manifested my dog. I have a five pound Yorkie named Carl, who if you follow me on Instagram, he makes his appearances because he likes to be seen and say hi to the camera. But I manifested him and that that's a really fun story too. Anyway, so those are just some of the manifestations. (laughs) Holy moly, that sounds amazing. For someone listening who's like, "Mm, I don't believe it. Like, what about the skeptics when it comes to manifestation? What about someone who might be sitting there thinking, no, that's just luck? Mm. Well, I think there's two ways of looking at the world, right? And so if you want to choose to live in a random universe, then you'll experience a random universe because we are constantly manifesting our reality even on the day-to-day basis. So we're manifesting our experience, we're manifesting how things go for us, how we feel, because we're natural born creators. And so one of the things that I think is necessary to begin your manifestation journey is to have the openness or the willingness to believe that we have that creative power, that we actually can manifest. And luck is preparation meeting opportunity, right? And I'm a really big believer of that. So I don't think there's anything wrong with luck. I think luck actually is manifesting. (laughs) It was a word that they used to describe it before people could explain it, right? Yeah. So I think that's what I'd say to them. And I think everybody comes to this in their own time. But I also tell people Look at your life. You've manifested things in your life already. Everyone has because the areas of our life that we have no blocks to, that we have no resistance to, like back in the day, my old trips before I kind of even knew what I was doing, we all have examples of that. Even if you're someone that always gets a great parking spot or you're the person that always gets those last concert tickets, you're the person that gets the the last like coffee and donut at the board meeting, right? You always like end up getting, you know, because you have a belief that it's going to be there for you. So it's always there for you. So I think that's what I would say to them. Hope that that would awaken that in them. <laughs> Yeah, Nick always says to me that I have magical manifesting fairy dust. Because when he first met me, he would say, babe, you just sprinkle your magical manifesting fairy dust and you manifest anything you want in your life. And I have been in the similar situation to you. I have manifested holidays. 
I've manifested things like yoga mats. I remember thinking, I really need a toxic-free yoga mat that I can do yoga on and not have it off-gassing any chemicals. And then a day later, I get a message in my DM saying, hey, Melissa, I love your work. And I have a toxic-free yoga mat company, and I'd love to send you one. You know, just little examples like that. And I've manifested friends, friendships, holidays. I've manifested my husband. I've manifested cars. I've manifested podcast guests, clients, so many different things. And I think you're right that even if someone listening is a little bit skeptical, whether they are aware of it or not, they are manifesting things in their own life. And that's something that people could do who may be a little bit skeptical to sit down and think about or what flows really effortlessly and easily for you. Because like you said, there's no blocks in that area. And obviously they're manifesting and calling those things in. And I have a manifestation process of what I do, but I'd love to hear your process and then I'll share mine. So people listening who might think, okay, I want to manifest a relationship or a new yoga mat, whatever it is. How do we do it? Tell us your formula for how we manifest. Yes. So for my new book, Manifesting Through Meditation, I distilled it into four easy steps. So it's easy for us to repeat over and over again because I do think that's part of the process is just going back through them. And so the first one is remembering who you are. And this is the, I think, one of the most critical steps and a step that a lot of people kind of gloss over sometimes and why I think meditation is so important to the manifesting process is getting to that space where you connect to that pure creative energy inside of you, where you connect to your soul, you connect to your divine spark. We have by whatever name you want to call it, but we have that space inside of us that is pure love, that is pure creative energy, that is source material. And that is the space in which we can create anything from. That is creative space, right? And so that's number one is that we get into that. And that simply, you can do that simply with a meditation practice, just allowing yourself to focus on your heart, breathing into your heart, allowing yourself to be in your own essence and and watch the external world melt away. And I have a bunch of different meditations to help you do that in the book. So if you're like, oh my God, that sounds so hard. Trust me, it's so possible. And once you do it, it's just such a juicy place to be in and begin your day in. And it's a really important reminder because from that space, we don't have all of our humanly limitations. And the second step is getting really clear on your soul's desires. So most people take that step for granted. We're like, I don't know what I want to manifest. But I do think, and I think especially being the author of Comparisonitis, (laughs) you would know that we have, you know, with Instagram and with everything around, we look at our friends and we look at Instagram, we look at the magazines. And and sometimes I, I really do think it's important for us to get down in that meditation, connect to our soul and ask ourselves, what is it that we truly want? Not what Susie has or what like Amy just bought, but like, what do we truly want? Because I think our desires are divine and our souls come here with things that they want to experience and things that they want to manifest and things that they want in our lives. So when we really get down to that, we access this unconscious level, this soul level beyond all of the noise and the hoopla and what's cool right now and really get down to what we need. And then from that step, step three is clearing all of the fears and the negative blocks and the wounds that we have around that desire. So I, again, I have a bunch of meditations in the book for each step so you can help unlock it and you can go into that subconscious level because Often what happens is we don't even realize some of the insidious beliefs that we have that are blocking it because they feel so true to us or they're just so underneath that they've been running this program in our lives that we haven't even been that privy to. So we get down to that. We really look at that and 
an easy way to do that, I often say, is like if someone was having tea with the two of us and we looked at them and we're like, oh, you know, you, you want to manifest this thing, so why don't you already have it? And whatever naturally falls out of your mouth <laughs> right after that are usually some of your biggest blocks to it. And they will feel really real. But that whole process is about kind of reprogramming that and opening that up. And then the fourth step, which is my favorite, I think is so fun, is quantum embodiment. And that's when we become the person that already has that manifestation. We embody the vibration and the frequency and the habits and the actions. And we go through our day as that 2.0 version of ourselves or that version of ourselves that would naturally already have that manifestation. And there we just open up our magnetism even more by being in that energetic space of it's already mine. That's my manifestation process. I'm excited to hear what yours is. <laughs> Babe, I love that so much. It's so powerful. I love how set out it is. I love the four steps. I really, truly love it. I think it's brilliant. And I think we can all do it. And this is in your book, yeah? Yeah, it's all in my book. And there's 10 meditations for each step so that you have 10 different ways you can try, you know, you get 10 different ways. Cause I feel like everybody's going to have different things. Like I, I bet me and you and every single person has like a different way or a different experience of when they connect to that divine essence, right. Or kind of how that process looks like for them. And so I wanted to give people different options to try and to experiment and to see what works for them. But there's plenty of meditations for each step that help you really unlock that step and, you know, mine the gold of that step and move through it for your manifestation. And then I have a bunch of meditations also for like really specific things. So if you want to manifest a romantic relationship or you want to manifest an impactful career or radiant health, there's a bunch of different meditations for things like that as well. Mm, I love it, babe. So, so, so good. I will share my process for how I manifest what I have manifested in my life. And I kind of just stumbled across this because, like I said before, Nick would say to me, you have magical manifesting fairy dust. And I would think to myself, okay, well, what am I doing? How am I calling in these things? Like, how did I do it? And I think back to manifesting him. And what I did was the first step was I got crystal clear on what it was that I actually wanted. I think a lot of people don't manifest a thing that they want because they're a little bit vague about it and they're not actually super clear on what it is that they want and the feeling. What is the feeling that you are wanting to call in? So yes, okay, I want my soulmate, but how do I want to feel in that relationship? Well, yes, I want my dream career, but how do I actually want to feel in that career as opposed to what I'm currently feeling? So I get out my journal and I write down what it is that I want and how I want to feel with that thing, with the yoga mat or the holiday away. Like, what is it? And I just write down words. The next thing is, yes, you said this before, but resistance and blocks will come up. Maybe not always, but you know, for me, they have come up and I address those. I look at the limiting belief behind that block. Okay, where did that come from? And I do some internal work on releasing that because as long as that fear and that block is there, you won't be able to call in what you want. So I remove any blocks or fears or anything that is holding me back from calling that thing in or that person in or that career in or whatever it is. And the third step for me that I do is I take daily inspired action. So you called it alignment. Daily inspired action is taking one step forward toward that thing in that, like you said, aligned, or I say inspired, in that inspired state. So if it is a relationship, what is one daily inspired action? You know, maybe it is putting yourself in a situation where like-minded people like that could be hanging out 
If you are wanting to manifest some friends, maybe again, putting yourself in a situation where those types of people could be hanging out. So that's what I do. And I think back, you know, I was prepping for this interview. And as I was prepping, I was writing down all of the things that I've manifested in my life. And I said to Nick, am I missing anything? Is there anything I'm missing? And he would say, you know, oh, what about this? And what about this? And we just had this really fun conversation where I was reflecting back on all of the things that I've manifested. And belief is such a huge part. If you believe that you can manifest those things and you believe that you deserve those things, you're halfway there. I think I remember when we were moving house and it was a couple of hundred dollars more expensive rent. This was years ago, more rent than what we were currently paying. And we'd worked on manifesting this house on the beach. And when it came to it, all of this fear came up for me. So I didn't address the fear in the manifestation process, but the fear came up when we got accepted. And I had to really sit with the fear and the worthiness. I didn't feel worthy of spending that much on myself or on my family. I didn't feel like worthy. And there was a block there. So I needed to address it and move through it. And then we ended up moving in and it was a beautiful experience. But moving through the blocks and the resistance and feeling worthy of that manifestation is a really huge piece of the puzzle. So I'm really glad that your process acknowledges that. Yeah. And I I agree with you completely. I think the process doesn't always happen in order. And at different times, we have to go back to different parts of it. So for example, I always say, always be clearing, (laughs) always be open to that. And sometimes when you sit down, like you said, you're like, oh, I feel good. Of course, I can manifest this. And then something along the way triggers a fear, right? And so I think the most important part of the process, and I try to look at this as like a fun thing, like a facial, right? Like a detox kind of thing where it's like, oh, okay, this is coming to the surface now. Why? Because I'm expanding to this new level because I'm manifesting this new thing. And so great. Let me just show up for it. Let me do whatever that work is that I have, whether it's journaling, whether it's meditation and move through it. And the other thing that that you said I think is important is one of the the things I talk about in the book around the getting clear on your soul's desires is getting clear on the essence of it, right? And what is really distilling it to the essence? And so for some people, there's actually two different kinds of manifestors. There are some people that get really jazzed about getting really specific, right? And there are other people that need to be a little bit more general. And so I think that it can work either way as long as your method excites you. But where you need to get really specific is like you were saying, is on how you're going to feel, is on what is the essence of this. So if you had, let's use that house, you know, that you manifested, if you had thought of you had this house that you were looking at and it fit all of your things, but the essence of it is I want a place that I just like walk into and it feels expansive and it feels yummy and it feels like home and that's what I really want, then I would say to you if for whatever reason that house fell through, that that just wasn't in their highest alignment, right? That there will be a house that will come that will you'll walk into and you'll feel expansive and it'll feel yummy and you'll feel at home instantly. And so I think it's important sometimes, especially with like romantic relationships like that, it's okay if there's like an object of your affection <laughs> in a human or house or whatever it is, but also get really clear on what is the essence of that. And trusting the universe that it's either this thing that looks like it could be it or something even better that I haven't seen yet. Yeah, I often say at the end of my manifestations, uh, when I'm, you know, declaring it, I'll say this or something better. Yes, I love that. I do the same thing. And we've touched on this a little bit. I think it's really important that you have fun with this and you bring play to this and joy and almost that childlike curiosity and playfulness because manifesting is 
that energy. It is that lightness. It is fun. It is playful. And so if you can have a lot of fun with this, the universe will pick up on that as well. Oh my gosh, that is the most important thing that I feel like I have to say so much because sometimes it happens for those of us who are, you know, self-help, self-improvement junkies, right? And I definitely am in that boat. I love it. But sometimes it can get into a space of lack, right? Where you feel like, oh, I have to clear these beliefs or I have to heal this unworthiness or I have to do this because I'm not good enough as I am right now or I like need to get this thing so we can approach it from this like really heavy place and then one that does not help our manifesting and two in general it's reinforcing these patterns that we want to get rid of and so just like what you said it's like joy is our most magnetic force and fun and to be in. I think some of my clients always ask like, Cass, how do you manifest all this stuff? Or how do you, when we're doing the clearing stuff, everyone's like, oh, do we really have to do this all the time? (laughs) And I'm like, learn to love it. Find fun in it. You know, when I see a block or I like discover a new like limiting belief, I do have a bit of childlike joy around it. I'm like, ooh, I got you. Now we're going to clear you, right? And that's exciting because I know that And I think we touched on this before, you get momentum when you're manifesting, right? And you build that confidence because as you start seeing, and that's why it can be really fun to start off with something small that you don't have that much resistance to and get the yoga mat in the mail, get the free coffee, get the invitation to a concert, right? Manifest these like things that maybe you're like, it could be possible, why not, right? And build that momentum because then all of a sudden it becomes fun And for me, I feel like even the parts that could be quote unquote less fun, right? Where we have to look at these beliefs or, you know, we learned something in childhood that that is blocking a manifestation or something. It's, I can approach it with so much joy because I've had so much experience knowing what it unlocked, right? So when it comes up again, I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to see what's behind door number three because once I release this, like who knows what's going to flow in. And that's, I think, you know, when you get into that attitude with it, then you're really like cooking with fire. Absolutely. It's like a domino effect. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I also think it's really important to mention that we need to let go of our timeline. I think when we are manifesting, I know for me, letting go and surrendering it over to the universe, to the divine, and saying, let this show up for me in your time, it allows us to soften. It allows us to let go of our white knuckle grip on something like, I want this soulmate or I want this job or whatever. We can let go of that white knuckle grip. We can surrender. We can trust. We can allow it to unfold the way it's supposed to because the universe has a plan for us. It will show up in divine time. We need to let go of our time and just allow it to show up when it is supposed to. And sometimes when we're in it, we might think, but I want this now. Like, why isn't it showing up now? And it's not often until hindsight we go, oh, that's why that showed up at that time because I needed to have that experience, which led me to that realization, which led me to that experience, which led me to this experience. You know, it's like this domino effect. So I think it's really important that we mention that we have to let go of our timeline and trust that the universe will deliver in its time and it will deliver exactly what we need for our growth and for our evolution. It may not look exactly how we thought, but in the long run, it's probably better. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that goes both ways, actually. You know, sometimes things happen even faster than our, like, human timeline thinks it can happen. And so it goes both ways on that. And I think it really is surrendering to the fact that, like you said, I always say in our, like, little human minds, we can only see what we see. 
right? We can only know what we know. And we have to trust that our human mind is just this. And then there's like infinite divine intelligence around us that has a plan for our life that is so much more spectacular than any of us can even conceive, right? And so, so many times, even with our manifestations, we sell ourselves short, right? Because we don't even know what's possible. And so I think we do need to release the timeline and trust and ask that it be delivered to us in the perfect time, right? And whatever that perfect time is, I mean, I have had, it's funny because when I found my fiance, as a woman, when I was younger, I always thought I was going to get like married at 25 or something, right? I was like my, my number. <laughs> and, and now looking back, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that didn't happen. I'm so glad that the universe knew better than I did because I felt like it came just in the exact timing that I was ready to accept it, right? And kind of what you were mentioning too is that I realized that, you know, at that point in my life, it's like, if he had come sooner, I may not have been ready for it. I may not have been the container to hold such love yet, right? I still had things to work on. And I think a beautiful, you know, kind of, pop culture example of that, right, is sometimes when you see actors or musicians that like blow up really fast when they're young, right? And sometimes it can be like so much so soon. And oftentimes, you know, that leads to them not being able to hold that container, right? And then you see some of these beautiful actresses that work their whole life and no one even knows about them until they're like 60, but they handle that container and that fame with so much grace and so much like groundedness, right? And so not to say that anything is right and wrong, but I think there is a beauty to trusting in that divine timing and not trying to white knuckle something and make it happen faster. Because even if you can, sometimes it's not in your highest good for it to happen that fast. So I think it's so important to hold it loosely and really constantly remember that you are in a co-creative venture with a divine energy that is so intelligent and knows exactly, you know, what's going to be best. We are always co-creating with the universe. Yes, always, always. And that's why, you know, it's funny, like we can give our manifestation processes, but we're constantly manifesting every day right? We're manifesting every day by what we're speaking about and what we're sharing about by our thoughts, by what we believe, and by our energy and our vibration and what we feel that we are, like you said, worthy of, what we're in alignment with, what we're available to receive. So often, some of those like silly things that you can easily it's funny with your yoga mat, I had a candle experience like that, where it was literally, I didn't do my manifestation process for a candle. I would just go buy a candle, you know, <laughs> but I was just busy. It was like a busy couple of days. And I just kept on thinking to myself, just like mentally, like to do listing it, like, oh, you need to get a candle for the new moon. And I do my little ritual and stuff. And it was so funny because I had just been, you know, busy with work and hadn't gotten to go to the store to get it. And I get a package I wasn't expecting. And what are they? Beautiful crystal essential oil candles. <laughs> I mean, exactly what I would have picked out for myself. And that's something that how magical life gets to be, right? How magical life gets to be when you live in that space. And I think it's a choice to see life through that magical lens. Like you can, and you also don't have to, but I know for me, and since having my daughter, I've started to just look at life through her lens and I want to look at everything like this magical fairyland and just look at everything through that lens. And it comes back to what we we're saying before. It's so much more playful and joyful when we do. Absolutely. And that's kind of what we touched on in the beginning. It's like, we have that choice. You could be skeptical of manifesting, but then you're going to miss out on all the fun of it. And we can think of life. I remember one of the, the biggest turning points in my journey and how it kind of I got started in this, which I didn't mention before, is when I was 25, my little brother got diagnosed with this terminal condition. 
and he is stable right now, thank goodness. But it was a very scary, devastating moment for myself and my family. And that's when I really had like threw myself into meditation and threw myself into my spiritual practice because I wasn't even trying to manifest anything. I was just trying to manifest like not being sad all the time. I was trying to just soothe myself with whatever tools I could find. And along that journey, I would watch these spiritual lectures on YouTube. And I remember watching this lecture one day and this guy was talking about A Course in Miracles and whatnot. And one of the things he said, he's like, what if you decided what you wanted for your life and trusted that every single thing that was happening was leading you there? And I remember writing it on like a post-it note and putting it all over my little apartment in New York. And I was like, wow, what if I woke up and I trusted that everything that was happening, the good, the bad, the ugly, every the disappointments and the wins and all the thing, it was all leading me exactly to where I needed to go. And now looking back, and I'm sure you can say the same thing, you're just in awe of how even the things that you thought were the end of the world or the things that you thought were the biggest setbacks or frustrations or all the things, you look back and you're like, I know exactly why that had to happen because it unlocked this in me or it put me on that journey. And I think that's just such a powerful way because then when you look at the world that way and you're like, okay, I have this desire of where I want this to go. And if everything's happening to get me there and I trust that, then I can fully be in acceptance and appreciation for every moment. I can lean into trust in those moments. Even when I get the letter that says, sorry, we're not going to accept you, right, for whatever it is. Or the boyfriend dumps me, right? It's like, instead of thinking like, oh, now my shot is over. It's like, no, no, he got out of the way because like you need to find the, <laughs> the right guy, right? That offer got out of the way because that wasn't the right path for you, right? And I think it's just such a beautiful way to live. And there's so much peace and in that way of living as well. And I've lived in the other way where it's been struggle and why is this happening to me and why me and poor me? And now I live in this way where everything's unfolding the way it's supposed to. And can I just tell you that the other way is so much more challenging. It is stressful. It is hard. It is not fun. It's a struggle. And why not? We get one precious, sacred, juicy life. One. In this earth suit, at this time on this earth, why not make the most of it? Why not look at everything through magical fairy glasses? Like, why not? What have we got to lose? Absolutely. I had a yoga teacher once that she said, and I loved it so much, she said, this incarnation here on earth is one of the highest, most coveted incarnations. <laughs> and I, I love thinking about that. It's like we won the earth lottery. <laughs> We're here. We get to play with all these different elements. We get to enjoy this life and all of the things we get to experience in this life. The whole scale of emotions we get to experience in this life, all of the different opportunities we get to go for in this life. And I think about that too with going after your desires is that we've all experienced, especially in the last couple of years, we've all experienced such grief. We've all seen a lot of people passing that, you know, maybe that we love or maybe just that we have known of through other people. And can that inspire us to suck the juice out of every moment? Can that inspire us to say, you know what? Why not me? Why not now? Right? Who says it's too late? Who says I'm too old? Who says that's too hard enough? You know, and I joke around, but some of my my friends will, you know, say that about me that I'm definitely someone that's going to go down swinging. <laughs> and I'm like, "Hey, I don't know if I'll get there, but I'm sure sure as hell going to go down trying." <laughs> right? And I think that that's, you know, when I think about 
not to be morbid, but when I think about whenever like my time is up on this earth, I want to have a smile on my face knowing that like I went full out in this game. I played in the mud. And I think that that's just a important, like why leave anything on the table? Don't leave anything on the table. Yeah. I just think that so much like this, how juicy, juicy is one of my favorite words. I want like a juicy life. And to me, juicy, juicy isn't like perfect. Juicy isn't like I win everything. Juicy is just, it's interesting and it's fun and it's an experience and I'm just in it. So yeah, I think that that's just such a huge way. And I also want to just say to anyone that's like, you know, like you mentioned, you've lived in the other mindset before. We all go back and forth sometimes, right? So I'm certainly not superhuman. I'm not an ascended master. I definitely, you know, we have disappointing moments. We have frustrating moments. And the thing that I love about having a manifestation practice and a meditation practice and having this be like part of the regular conversation of your life is that when that moment happens, yeah, you know, you're human. So maybe you're going to take a day or two and sulk a little bit. And maybe you're going to be a little bummed out that maybe you, you didn't get a job or you broke up with someone or whatever happens, right? But then you have this beautiful toolbox to get you back on the saddle. And you have this way of literally flipping that switch and saying, okay, you know, I've spent a couple of days really feeling like like everything was happening to me and nothing was happening for me. And you know what? I'm going to pick up my magical wand (laughs) and I'm going to start waving it again. And I'm going to remember that I actually have that power. And so I think it's when you have this kind of a practice, it helps you just get back on that horse faster too, if you do slip back into that. Mm, Absolutely. I'd love to hear, hun, what are you manifesting right now in your life? I am actually manifesting an acting career and specifically a series regular role on a TV show where I play a really powerful woman that has a really inspirational message. And that feels that's like my big bold thing that I'm doing right now. And that was one of the things that came up for me when I just constantly check in with my desires. And I had acted before in my previous life. And I just kind of put it to the side when everything took off with my blog and my books and and my journey as a spiritual coach. And recently when my grandma passed away, she was my person. She passed away in January and she was like my everything. She was my first call and my confidant. It shook me in such a deep way and kind of like what I was saying before, I really like this desire kind of emerged from, I don't know, a hidden box that I had thrown it away in (laughs) and I'm allowing myself to honor it. So that's what I'm manifesting right now. (laughs) Babe, that is so exciting. Really exciting. I love it. And I'm cheering you on. (laughs) Thank you so much. What are you manifesting right now? Oh, okay. I thought this question would come up, right? And so this morning I was pondering on it and I thought, okay, what am I manifesting right now in my life? And I have just had birthed the most beautiful little angel into my life and it's beyond anything I could have ever imagined. I love being a mother so much. And so I was really digging. I'm thinking, what do I want in my life right now? I was digging, digging, digging. And then this came to me and this might sound really hilarious. So we are going on a little holiday in a couple of weeks and it's a seven hour drive, right? It's seven hours north of where we are. And Nick and I were talking and I was like, I would really like to manifest a flight there, like a private flight, like be able to put me and my family and my friends that are coming with us on a flight together, just us, and fly there. And so we started thinking about it. We started talking about it. That is what I am manifesting right now in my life. Oh, that is so happening. That is happening. That is so happening. I know it. I can't wait to see the picture of it. (laughs) (laughs) And, And again, why not? 
Why not? Why not be able to surprise my best friends and go, we're getting on a private plane to go there. Let's do it. Absolutely. Why not? That sounds awesome. Oh my God. It's so happening. I cannot wait. That's great. And I love it. So, you know, and I think that's so beautiful. I think we all go through times in our life too, where we're really full, right? We have these like kind of ebbs and flows with manifesting where sometimes there have been for the past, I think, year and a half or so before this like random new desire emerged after my grandma's passing, I had been very full, right? So I wasn't like aggressively manifesting anything too big, right? I was just manifesting being my highest self and being in that space. And I think it's so fun, just the fact that we had this podcast and you were forced to kind of like dig a little bit, how you were like, well, why not? Why don't I manifest this thing, right? And it's so fun in those moments to even be like, okay, well, what would make my life a little easier? What might add a little joy to play around? And I think sometimes we confuse that manifesting always has to be a big thing, right? It always has to be this like huge thing or like the million dollars or the, you know, the big job opportunity or the romantic partner. And it totally can and it totally works for that stuff. But it also gets to be these like things that just like upgrade our lives and make our lives easier and all that stuff as well, which is so fun to play with. Exactly. And being able to surprise my friends with it. And I'm hoping this episode will come out after we have done it. So (laughs) So I was going to say, I hope they're not listening. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, it's also really fun when your manifestation involves other people. I think that has also been my greatest joy is when I can manifest those things and then bring a friend along for it or have it affect someone else in my life as well because they get to experience that like magic of, of it. Absolutely. Speaking of magic, let's pretend you have a magic wand and you could put one book in the school curriculum of every high school around the world besides your book, which I think absolutely should be in the curriculum. What is one other book you would choose? And it could be on any topic, but just one book that you feel like that 16, 17, 18-year-old needs to read. Oh, I love that. I would put the untethered soul in the curriculum. So good. Yeah, that's just such a powerful book. And I think it'd be really great for that age range as well, because he writes it in such an accessible way. And he talks a lot about how to kind of think about that nasty roommate in your head. And it's one of the 101 books I used to give all of my clients. And I think it's just so helpful because especially in that high school age, their nasty roommate can be quite loud. And so having that, that discernment and being able to be like, oh, that voice is not me. And to be able to talk back to it. And I think that would just be great if we had every high schooler doing that. Yeah, absolutely. I call that voice the inner mean girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'll link to that in the show notes as well as your book as well, because those books are incredible and I think everyone should read them. So thank you for that. Now let's talk about how your day looks, in particular, your morning routine. I love hearing about how people set themselves up for success and talk us through like a quote unquote typical day in your life with all of your little rituals and everything that you do from start to finish. Okay. So I wake up and I often do my first meditation of the day right from my bed. I have a little meditation nook and whatnot that I do, but I like doing it in that half sleepy state. It's like such a powerful place to start meditating. So I'll slink up in bed. I'll do about 20, 30 minute meditation. And that meditation usually looks like me connecting to, I call it the infinite abyss, going into the infinite abyss, becoming my essence, and then choosing a frequency in the field for kind of what I want to embody for the day and how I want to show up as my best self. And then after that, I also invite in, I call it my divine support squad. So I invite in my angels and my guides and God, my grandma, and I ask them all to help me and assist me through the day. So 
I'll do like a general one, but then when I'm manifesting something, I'll be like, oh, and if there's anything you can help me, or if I'm working on something, obviously I'm doing the book launch, I'm doing interviews, I always just ask, like, help me be a messenger for whatever, whoever needs to hear, help me speak in that way that they'll be able to understand it and get that message. So I invite that in. And then I have my, I walk my dog. <laughs> Carl, I get some fresh air. And while I get some fresh air, I usually listen to the astrological forecast to know what the planets are going, doing on any given day. And then I come and I have a celery juice. And while I'm having my celery juice, that's when I'll do some journaling. And it just depends on the day what the journaling will be about. So sometimes the journaling will just be kind of like a rampage of what I'm manifesting and and just reminding myself what I've been really loving doing right now for my journaling is just starting every sentence with the truth is. So I'll be like, the truth is you're a divine creator. The truth is like everything's on its way to you. The truth is it's all happening. Or the other one I did yesterday, which was really fun, was my heart says, my heart says, my heart says. So I do some sort of journaling exercise. And if there's, if I'm waking up with anxiety or fear, then I'll also do that in my journaling. I will be, I'll just like kind of allow whatever is coming through. And then after I've cleared that, that's when I write my to-do list for the day. And I try to, I'm like an over to-doer. So I've limited myself with what I have to do on my to-do list. I try to keep it between five and seven items that are the most important to me and make sure that they're both the things that, you know, I have to do that are on my schedule. And then there's also things for kind of like what you were saying, that inspired action. Like what am I doing something every day that's like actively taking a step towards one of the things that I'm creating in my life. So I'll make sure that they end up on there. And then the average day is, I would say these days, it's a mix of client calls. So I work with clients one-on-one, podcast interviews right now, just because we're in book launch mode, and then auditions. I'm doing a lot of auditions and stuff like that. So that's kind of how the day goes. I try to take a break for lunch and I meditate on my lunch break. And that's when I'll meditate in my little spot here in my office And that meditation will be literally whatever I feel really called to tap into that day. So recently I've been doing a lot of like miraculous body meditations to just feel really like strong and and healthy in my body because I have a sinus infection. (laughs) And so I've just been working on like, so it'll be whatever it is. And if there's like a fear that's coming up that day, I'll do that. It's like very like prescription based, I would say. And then yeah, the afternoon is the same. It'll be, you know, more clients, more putting auditions on tape and and interviews and and things like that. Sometimes if I have a light day, we have a beautiful nature preserve right by where I live. So I love going to take a nice long walk on the nature preserve. And I usually do a walking meditation while I do that and listen to some like beautiful like tribal beats. And then, yeah, I make a dinner. I usually make dinner for my fiance every night. And that's really also like therapeutic for me. I like to listen to a good podcast while I'm cooking. And then I do another meditation before bed because once again, I love utilizing that time where, and I, yes, I know I'm a meditation junkie, guys. Like this is why I teach this stuff. I really do love it and I really do believe in it. And so I'll do another one and before bed. And then I'll often like read some sort of, I call it a heartwarming book. <laughs> Make sure it's like either a spiritual book or it's a book that kind of has an uplifting message so that when I fall asleep, I'm like going to sleep, going to sleep in that energy. And then we listen to, I've now got my fiance addicted to this. So we listen to binarial beats and solfagio frequencies while we sleep as well. <laughs> oh, do you have them playing all night? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So my guided meditations on my website, they are infused with self-regio frequencies, isochronic tones, and binaural beats. So yeah, I love that as well. Yes, it's so powerful. I do the same thing. All my meditations have 528 hertz underneath it, the frequency of like love and miracles. I think it's so powerful. I notice a physical difference in myself. Even sometimes if I'm having a particularly stressful day, I'll just play them in the background while I'm like doing work and I feel it. It's amazing. Mm, beautiful. I love it. 
Okay, I have three rapid fire questions for you now. Are you ready? Yes. What is one thing we can do today for our health? Ooh, meditate for 20 minutes. Just close your eyes, just breathe. It doesn't matter if it's anything fancy. Just close your eyes and breathe for 20 minutes. And what is one thing we can do today for our wealth, so more abundance in all areas of our life? Can I say meditate now? Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yes, you can. You know, I would say meditate and ask for the next aligned actions for you in creating more wealth. Get into that space, set the intention, and then chances are ideas will effervesce during that meditation. Write them down and get into action on whatever they are. And that's the big part is creating the space to hear it and, and then just do it because all of us have different pathways to that, but, but the guidance is always there for us. Absolutely. And the last one, what is one thing we can do for more love in our life? Uh, feel more love within ourselves. So I would say put your hand on your heart, breathe into your heart, and allow your heart to just grow and expand in that energy and feel that love. And if you need to think of a puppy or a baby or something that evokes that love while you're doing that, that's perfectly fine and wonderful. And just allow yourself to be in that love energy within you and you will attract more of it. So beautiful. What are your thoughts on guided meditations versus mantra-based meditations? So I have been practicing Vedic meditation for eight years. That's 20 minutes twice a day with a Vedic mantra. What are your thoughts on that compared to breath meditations, guided meditations, etc.? Yeah, so I've also been trained in Vedic and I've done that work. And I think I'm a real big believer that there is so many different meditations out there that whatever is your best entry point is perfect. So I think guided meditations can be a really great entry point because it helps to feel held along the journey and you can really surrender because you can hear someone like Melissa or myself just, we got you. You can just enjoy the magic carpet ride. (laughs) So I think guided meditations are really helpful for that. I also think guided meditations can be really helpful when manifesting or working with specific things. So if there's something specific, like you want to remove a specific thing of anxiety, if you want to call in that like next level self, if you want to have that kind of that component, I think guided meditations can be really great for that. I also think for having that experience of going into infinity and going into oneness and remembering that truth of who you are, that's where Vedic and mantra and even breath meditations can be incredibly powerful. And I really love personally, and I don't know if this is like sacrilegious, but (laughs) I, I don't know touche in the meditation community, but I really love using both. And I find that like my sweet spot is having moments and there are just days where all I want to do is do my mantra. And I just want to transcend and like go into that space. And yeah, I want to go into the nothingness. And then there are other times where I really do enjoy the journey and I enjoy that. So I think they're all wonderful. And I think they're all really powerful tools to unlock that similar space inside of us. And I highly advise if you're someone that's new to meditation or you're someone that hasn't tried Vedic or you haven't tried breath, to try them all. Try them all and see what it does for you. Because, you know, so for me, if I'm having, you know, an anxious moment before something, I can just be with my breath for five minutes in my car and close my eyes. And that can be the medicine I need in that moment. Same thing if there's a day where I just I just want to be in infinity and I just want to not, not really think about anything at all, then doing my Vedic practice is just bliss and beautiful. And those days like, you know, right now where I'm like geeking out about like seeing every cell in my body regenerate. <laughs> 
and doing that, it's like, well, then that's great. You know, doing a, either a guided meditation or even like a lot of the meditations in the book, I would say that they could be guided. I have free guided meditations on the book bonuses or they're like self-guided. So you're like, okay, this is a meditation. There's like a meditation about anxiety where you kind of go in and you you go into that space in your heart and then you connect to where in your field that anxiety is and then we see it and like give it a color and a shape and we let it release and we watch it move away. And that's something that you can also just self-guide yourself through. So I think they're all really powerful and I think go to what attracts you, go to what feels really good. They all have so much gold in them and add them all to your toolkit and then whip them out when you need them. Exactly. Exactly. We can never have too many tools in the toolkit. (laughs) Definitely not. This has been so beautiful and so informative and so practical, which I love. Is there anything else that you want to share? Any last parting words of wisdom or anything you wanted to talk about that we haven't spoken about? Hmm. I think my last parting words of wisdom would just be a reminder that your desires are divine. Your desires are meant for you. If you have, let this be your sign. (laughs) If you have that inkling in your heart about something and you're feeling, you're doubting yourself or you're like, this is silly. Or you're like, oh my God, you're like an author and a spiritual coach. Why are you auditioning now, right? (laughs) You have some sort of like crazy idea. Trust that that's not an accident, that you have this desire for whatever it is in your life for a reason and embrace the fact that you can wholeheartedly go for it. Because if it's not that exact thing you're meant to do, the pursuit of that thing will unlock more gifts in your life than you can ever imagine. So I just hope anyone that's listening to this that has a desire in their heart that maybe they're dismissing takes this as that sign to take it seriously and go for it and and say, why not? Let me see what comes of this. Absolutely. Why not? And why not me? Exactly. This has been so beautiful, honey, and I love the work that you're doing in the world. You're helping so many people with everything that you are doing. So I want to know how I and the listeners can give back and serve you today. How can we serve you? Oh my gosh, that's the sweetest thing. No one ever asks that. (laughs) Honestly, the biggest thing that you could do that would really support me right now would be if you do decide to purchase this book, if you could please write me an Amazon review, because this is such an important part, not just for me, like I don't get anything from the Amazon reviews, but what happens is that it enables the book to spread to more people that maybe don't know about me or haven't, or just, you know, late night Googling manifesting through meditations and are beginning on that journey. So taking those few minutes and writing a little review about the book and sharing about your experience, it means the world to me because it helps disseminate this message farther and farther and, and helps more and more people begin this journey, which is All I want to do is get as many people on this path as possible. Absolutely. So thank you. (laughs) Yes, please. If you have Cassandra's book, go and leave a review. And I cannot tell you how impactful that is for authors. And if there is any book that you have loved and that you recommend to all of your friends and you rave about, If you have not gone and left a review for that book, go and do it. Go and do it. Don't keep that goodness just for you. Go and leave a review, a five-star review, and tell other people how amazing and impactful that book was for you. It doesn't have to be an essay, you know, two sentences on why this book was so amazing for you. It really does help the author get their message out into the world. I know I appreciate it so much when people do it for me. And I want to inspire everyone to go and do this for Cassandra for her incredible book as well. 
Yes. Thank you so much. And it is true. It's like, I think if you're not an author, sometimes people don't realize actually how tremendously impactful that is. But just think about it as like, if you'd recommend it to your best friend, you're like shouting to the entire internet, like, hey, this is the book that I recommend to my besties, you know? And so when someone else who maybe isn't as lucky to have a best friend like you or to have that person in their life that can give them all the juicy books goes and is trying to find their next self-help book or their next spiritual development book, you can help guide them on the path by your experience. Absolutely. Cassandra, you are a goddess. You are helping so many people. You are beautiful inside and out. And the work that you're doing is making such an impact. I want to thank you for coming on today, for sharing your wisdom with us and for all the beautiful work you do in the world. Oh my God. Thank you so much, Melissa. This was such a divine pleasure and I'm so grateful to be on your show. Thank you for having me. This was just such a delightful conversation and I hope that it's going to help just so, so many of your listeners. And I can't wait to hear about all of the fun, magical things that are manifesting in their life just from listening to this podcast alone. (laughs) Please tell us. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me and for supporting supporting this message and the book and all your beautiful work in the world. I adore you. Mm, Pleasure, my darling. And please do come and tell both of us on Instagram. You can even do an Instagram story about it. Once you've listened to this, once you've manifested something, come and tell us. I want to hear what you have manifested. I'm so excited for you. Yes, we love it. (laughs) Thank you, beautiful girl. Thank you. I feel so inspired to get really clear on what it is that I want to manifest next in my life. And I hope you did too. And I want to encourage you to do the four-step process, take some time and get really clear on what it is that you want to manifest in your life. And please come and share it with us on social media. I hope you got a lot out of this conversation. If you did, please subscribe and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And it also means that all of my episodes will just pop up in your feed so you don't have to go searching for them. They'll just pop up there like magic. And please come and follow me on Instagram at Melissa Ambrosini and tell me what you got from this episode. I absolutely love hearing from you. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best, the healthiest, and the happiest version of yourself, and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Don't forget to head to comparisonitis.com to get your copy of my latest book and all the free goodies that go with it. I cannot wait for you to read it and to hear what you think.